0: bug,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Headlopper and the Island, or A Plague of Beasts. Collecting issues 1 to 4 of the 2017 Image Comics uh, creation by Andrew McLean and Mike Spicer.
0: Ah, uh, you did it. Yeah, just about. Benjamin. Yeah. This is a big comic book for us to read. It's chunky, chunky, chunky. It's a chunky monkey of a it's comic book. It's a chunky monkey of a comic <laughs> book.
1: It is. Uh, it's huge. It's a big epic.
0: The thing. Why don't you very briefly tell Both me and the listeners What it is
1: Well the titular headlopper Michael is mm-hmm. actually Norgle, Who is kind of a sword for hire In a mythical fantasy land um, And he travels around With an unusual companion The head of Agatha the Blue Witch mm-hmm. Who's a very evil witch That everybody knows And they're like "Oh, she's a real bad egg yeah, She's, um, a, she's a very sarcastic Kind of comedic foil To Norgle, Who's a big broody Kind of Santa Claus With the gym membership um, Kind of guy and they travel around and deal with different things In Headlopper and the Island or Plague of Beasts They deal with the Black Sorcerer of the Bog Who's a real nasty piece of work That kind of curses a land um, It's up to Headlopper to kind of deal with
0: it To sort it out
1: Headlopper kind of wants to do it for the crack Because that's kind of what he does He's kind of just like I'll oh, just, you know, just kill the heads. Yeah, there you go um, It's a big fantasy epic Lots of different monsters Lots of different magic-y kind of elements uh, Some classic barbarian tropes here and there it's a, it's a fun
0: read. For me, Michael, for me, in my opinion. In your opinion. In my opinion. Benjamin, yes. Be quiet for one minute. Okay. And then tell us is this the introduction of the character or did he exist before this? So, interestingly. I Head... said be quiet for one minute! <laughs> no, don't. That's bad podcasting.
1: Headlopper initially was an independent comic completely done by Andrew McLean, drawn and written by Andrew McLean. Uh, with some help from his wife. His wife often joins in and um, helps him with lettering and things like that. But originally it was independent. It gathered a lot of interest from different publishers. Uh, Dark Horse were very interested in it. IGW were very interested in it. Um, He originally did a little bit of work with Dark Horse, but they wanted him to do a 120-page comic. And he said that he would prefer to do a really long um, project. 120 pages is long. uh, 120 pages is long, but he has a really... As you said, Michael, this is a chunky monkey of a comic. It's a chunky monkey. Um. He originally did Apocalyptic Girl with Dark Horse. Right. Um, and that brought him to the attention of someone like Image. And Image got in touch with him and said, look, if you want to do a project with us, we'd love to let you go. And apparently, to quote him, he said, yeah, absolutely. I've got nothing else on. I don't have any money after this. So, yes, please. Yeah, I'll do a comic <laughs> uh, for you. He took the he took the project on and he says it's a great relationship because anything he wants to do, Image are like, yeah,
0: grand. Off you go. Have fun. So he's not constrained by the usual limits of 22 pages monthly? Uh,
1: no, this is actually a quarterly comic book when it's released. Um, In its single issue form. Right. Uh, Yeah. So you only get one every three months. uh, And that's why he does them in fours. So it's a yearly event. One every three months. Oh. Uh, Volume three has just dropped uh, last week. I see. Um, So it's a very timely thing for us to cover here on the podcast. And not at all a a last minute panic decision at the end of last week's (laughs) episode where we maybe. Oh, no, we haven't done it that. No, we haven't done it either. But that's fine. Benjamin. Yeah.
0: Look, listen, you haven't answered my question, though. Yeah. Is this the introduction of the character, or is there something before this that would tell you about the it? The
1: two independent runs would be technically your your initial introduction to the character, but now the Image series is canon, so yes, it's the initial introduction of the character. Because, within Ben, the image-verse.
0: I'd never heard of him before. It's a very
1: cult classic-y, indie kind of comic
0: And this vibe. kind of starts in media res. Yes, it does. So I had no idea. Do you like Michael? I, well, look, I don't mind, because I felt that it became apparent about halfway through it that you didn't really need to know a backstory it's quite a self contained story it is other than reading this, I have no idea who Headlopper is, but sure he's not really a, he he's not a character in the story
1: no he's a he's a Medium through which the story is told. Yeah, I suppose. he's kind he's of a, a force of nature. Yeah, he's a classic. It's a classic kind of trope with more independent comics where we have our force of nature, especially with mythological comments, Michael, or mythological comics, Michael. We have our force of nature character that just can't be stopped. And what you really watch is the reaction to that character as we go along. And Headlopper is definitely
0: one of those. And. Um, and the machinations of other characters around him—people trying to get him to, trying to direct him where they want him to go—or
1: now, in one of the interesting things about Headlover is he's not necessarily the point of interest for a lot of people. It's what he carries around in the form of Agatha's head, mm-hmm. um, especially in Volume One. Agatha is incredibly magically powerful. Yeah, um, she is a headless witch, and she's still alive. No, she's Doesn't not headless. She breathes. Oh, sorry, bodied. she's a bodiless witch. Um, and he carries that head around. She occasionally acts a little bit as a ghost in the machine. Or, or not a ghost in the machine. What's the other one? Act of God. No. Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina. Thank you. Um, where she will resolve parts of the plot simply because she's been so powerful all along. But that's built up over the course of the up. issue. It's, it's, not it's, 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 it's not unearned. It's not unearned. We don't understand her. Norgal doesn't understand her. Um, and I think one of the interesting things about it is he's very mythological to the people. That he comes across, but he doesn't buy into his own reputation at all. They'll
0: often be like, You're the headlopper and he will be like, Norgle is fine. Norgal, I'm Norgal. Yeah, you don't have to call me the headlopper. It's it's fine. Come here to me. Yeah. In the previous comics do you find out where whence upon he came upon the head of Agatha Blue? This Witch? is in
1: volume three, this is actually revealed in the new comic oh, that's okay, been released so, right. um this this week.
0: I mean, when you're reading this, you definitely don't need to know. It's not important to the story overall. But I, I didn't know if I needed to know or you not. You don't need to know. to know. Um uh, Andrew McLean
1: himself has said that he would love it to go for nine volumes because he's very ambitious in how he wants to tell this. Nine bloody volumes. Dessert. Nine volumes. Now he says that's the the, the big pipe dream. That's mm-hmm. that's the big the big house the big ranch. <laughs>
0: what, what do you call it? I don't know. Anyway,
1: he really that's his big dream for it. He says he doesn't mind if he doesn't get that many but that's his big ambition is for this to go for a long time. He really loves um, writing and drawing this. I'm very impressed by it as a piece of comic art. I think he has a very distinct drawing style. Okay. Uh, I think it's been heavily influenced. Well, by let's other talk people. about that first before
0: you before you go off on a ramble. Yeah. Uh, what, what influences did you see? Ben, here's what I saw. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I opened it. Yes. And on the inside cover... Judging by the front cover alone and the inside oh, cover. Yeah. wow, I never even looked the at The inside cover has this kind of, what's that diamond harlequin pattern called? It's a harlequin mm-hmm. pattern. Mm-hmm. A harlequin pattern with different heads and gross heads. Yeah. And I immediately thought, Hellboy, yeah. Mike Mignola.
1: Yeah, I think he's his biggest influence, he seems to bear it unashamedly, mm-hmm. um, is Hellboy. Um, one of the key differences I would argue in this I think the influence, even from the cover, even looking at the cover, he copies that kind of Mignola framing device of big, heavy black inks being separated by something else. Colour is far more um, vibrant throughout Headlopper than it is. And heavy shadow does not necessarily exist within the rest of the comic. It's usually quite shadow free.
0: It's quite minimalist, cartoony. Quite minimalist, uh, cartoony. uh, Very vibrant. Strong Adventure Time vibes. Adventure Time. I was seeing Samurai Jack.
1: Samurai Jack Adventure Times. This this man has clearly been very influenced by um, Cartoon Network's <laughs> bill of of things. He said himself in an interview that he became very disillusioned with comics uh, right around his his 18, 19s, Before he went to university, he finished university and came back to comic books and was a little bit jaded with all the superhero. He got a, he got a case yeah. of, strong case of superhero fatigue. Well, that happens. Um, and he wanted to find out if comics could do something else. Mm. Um, and it, as it turns out, they they can. Um, the style itself is very very fluid great action style for comics very exaggerated very, yeah. very Samurai Jack even in terms of colour schemes if, just, if you open it up on a random page if that's a teal page you can page. see it there that's a teal page very like the graveyard episode of Samurai Jack where he mm-hmm. faces off against the ghosts of all the various things in fact Michael yes in fact we'll find in terms of influences that Norgal himself, as we go through the issue, faces off in a graveyard against the spirits of the undead yeah. uh, warriors. And that, Michael, is almost entirely lifted from Samurai Jack, which hadn't occurred to me, Michael. Well, lifted has you a, very, out. a very... Uh, okay, content. maybe not lifted, but heavily inspired by. Okay. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Um, there are sequences where he faces off against giants and ghosts. He, faces, and he
0: finds three kind of undead giants with some, uh, you know, not, not bionic, but some crude replacement parts. yeah, and that Which, was very much reminded of Hellboy.
1: It, yeah, th- but this came out before the Hellboy movie, where he faces off against those giants. And mm-hmm. um, wasn't that the giants in, what, he, in didn't the comic that
0: come from the comic that the, the they're hunt? not
1: augmented in the same way, and okay. they're not argumentative with each other in the same way. It's it's not a
0: similar thing in so the you comic. Think this may have inspired that. I think, this, or just a, no, no, a case no, no, of,
1: no, no, no. I think. Mike McNola did his own thing. Mm-hmm. I think Mike McNola has been working on various things. The three giants in Mike McNola's series are mm-hmm. from myth. There's a famous Middle English tale. Hurgen, Bergen and Jurgen. Uh, I'm not sure. It could be. Um, <laughs> I've made that up. <laughs> I've made that up, but it's very believable. Thank you. Um, there's a famous Middle English legend about three giants that argue with each other. Um, I think that possibly this inspired the Hellboy sequence. That we might have seen in the, the ill-fated Neil Marshall movie. Not very popular. Uh, not very popular. Pulled from theatres. Um,
0: yeah, pretty awful. Benjamin, this is very mythological.
1: Oh, it's heavily borrowed from. And again, heavily Hellboy influenced. Even what we were talking about when we said Force of Nature. Yeah. Things like that. He- heavily borrowed from the, the thing. I do think it's a slightly different story um, to Hellboy in that it's far more rooted in fantasy.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 I'm not. I don't feel this is a ripoff of Hellboy by no. any stretch oh, sort of no. imagination. But I think it's, it's heavily influenced. It's his own thing. But the, my initial implication, my initial uh, feeling was, oh look, it's kind of Hellboyish. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. But then is. that was replaced later on. You know what else I saw influence of was some of the, and this is leading into a question. So bear with me for a second. Yes. But some of the Irish animation, like The Secret of Kells. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And. That's where I'm going with this because it's very heavily influenced by Celtic mythology. Is the gentleman Andrew McLean, is he from Bonnie Scotland?
1: He's not. He's an American, but I would hazard a guess looking at that second name there. He's either... Well, I would argue that he's probably... Andy McLean. I I would actually argue that he's Northern Irish. Because the Northern Irish generation of that name is Mm M-A-C. If he was Scottish, it would be M-C. Ah. 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 Come on now. Well, we can't be certain, but anyway... I would imagine he probably has Celtic heritage yeah. of some sort running through his veins. Because the place where this is
0: set is the island of Barra.
1: Barra, which is very close to our own
0: Go on. Uh, are you gonna finish this? No, point? you you finish no. it.
1: No. We have the Isle of Iona in Scotland and then we have yeah. the island of what is this? Oh, which one of the three is it? There's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We've, where you we've, going we've with got this? um Man, m- the Inish, man? Mm, Yeah. There it is. Come back to me. Yeah. Inish man, yeah. Inish Boffin. Yeah. In a I can't remember the other one. The Aran, islands? A, uh, the Aran islands? The Aran Island Islands. We have the Aran Islands, um, which are all little islands off the coast of Ireland. Okay. Um, and they have their Celtic names. Barra is very close to
0: Gaelic. Right. Um, well, it is. It is. There's a lot of Gaelic in this. Yeah, even a, He fights a Lock. He's in a he Lock. Fights there. A, he fights a Lock and Ness monster. Yeah. Uh, Love the, that opening. I mean, Ben, look, the reason it's Scottish is obviously uh, there's the Castle Aberdeen. Yes. It, it's clear the Sea of the Hebrides.
1: Yeah, so I'm guessing that he's Scottish. You're probably yeah. right there, Michael.
0: And off to the left of the realm of Barra, there's another place called Morna. And the mountains of Morne, of course, are yeah. famously in Northern Ireland. So Yeah. Uh,
1: so sure, look, it's, he's it's just, just like, yeah. It's, it, a,
0: it, it, it's Scotland. It's Scotland if Scotland was detached from England. From England. Basically. If Scotland was its own kingdom without any.
1: In England fact, to have to deal with. Look at the Scottish Independent Party, they actually use this as a key example of what it <laughs> could be again. Ah
0: very good. Make Scotland Barrett again. Yeah, that's very that's very good. And there's a kind of there's a Giants Causeway. There's yes. a little Giants Causeway. There's a whole
1: sequence where he fights weird Causeway cause monsters. monsters.
0: Yeah, man flesh. That's that's a kind of purple and yellow scene. Um
1: I really enjoy how that's done. In terms of colouring, he actually leaves most of the colouring up to the colourist, um, Mike Spicer. He doesn't <laughs> what I what I mean by that is he gives him a rough idea of how he'd like to start or what colour mm-hmm. he has in mind, and then he leaves the colourist to do what they do. Um noted misgendered uh guest on the podcast, Jordi Belair, takes over in volume two. Oh really? Um, who I have misgendered several yeah. times. It turns out it's a woman. Um, but I'm, of course, Michael, a committed sexist and I just don't see that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you just don't see with um, sex. But yeah, so he's very loose with stuff like that. I quite enjoy this, Michael, as a story. It was recommended to me um, on the basis of being a Hellboy fan. Um, It was sent my way On the recommendation Of being a Hellboy fan And when I picked it up I quite liked it Um, I enjoyed the minimalism I enjoyed the storytelling But as you pointed out Michael It hadn't even occurred to me Michael The Samurai Jack influences in this I'm a huge Samurai Jack fan So it's no wonder
0: It starts quite episodic Yes it is very
1: episodic Tying themes together much later
0: Yeah And I was When I picked it up Ben To be honest I wasn't blown away By the first issue That's okay Michael It didn't blow it's It's a big burly man He looks a bit like The dad from Brave
1: uh, actually, yeah.
0: And it's clearly set in a kind of Scotlandy place, and yeah. it's a big burly man. There's there's a touch of the Conans about him. Very very Conan. The, the strong silent type. Yes, um, and he fights a he fights a sea monster, and he kills the sea monster, and then the. There's a lot of anti-religion in this. Yeah. The old lads from the church. <laughs> B- bad bunch of blokes. Right pack of pricks. Yeah. Right pack of pricks. Bad, bad lads. Um,
1: yeah, they're not great. They do, they're in an owl slave trade. Yeah. They're doing an owl. Oh, surely you'll do this for free in the service of the Lord. And I, hey. and I,
0: but a poor man of cloth. the cloth. But a poor
1: man of the cloth. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of... There's a, there's a, Rape connotation in there. There's
0: certainly virgin sacrifices are they, are they as well. They
1: diddle in the virgins before they sacrifice them. Because
0: the the things say make sure they're virgins this time. Uh, give it an
1: old check there, and if a, if a priest checks, uh, it wouldn't that wouldn't sully <laughs> <totally laughs> anything because it's a yeah, holy no, man. It,
0: and there's a lot of uh, satisfaction in the priests getting their comeuppance. Yeah, they get a, they get some
1: comeuppance as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think there's a lot uh, aimed against mystery and superstition in general. Right. Um, Norgal is no fan of it at all He mm-hmm. says "Oh, your magic is weak Steel is stronger than uh, magic Steel is stronger than magic Is the mantra that he kind of lives by Only that's not exactly true Is it true In the Norgl. world of Barra um, It's not at all He certainly wouldn't succeed And spoilers for the issue Which you really should have read If you're listening to that Yeah book.
0: this is for people who've read it um, What are you doing here <laughs> can I Get out of here Go You pick up specifically
1: What I really uh, Yeah Magic trumps Norgal by the end It's only through Agatha's intervention that he's able to defeat the Black Sorcerer, um, is it though? Yeah, would
0: it? he not have found a way? He, I mean, he, he might, might have chopped off we, all the
1: heads. We 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 don't know. Um, we don't know because she does Deus Ex Machina the crap at the end of the issue. Um, I get really strong in terms of like the political intrigue and stuff like that. There's a lot of layers going on in Barra. There's a lot of corruption, a lot of family lines that mm-hmm. are being upheld. Um, we were looking at Luluk, who's kind of a sheriff of Nottingham style
0: character. Is that the vibe you got from? Uh he's certainly a very confused character. Luluk is a very Celtic mythology influenced name, isn't it? Luluk, yeah. I think it's probably Luluk, yeah. Um which is heavily Celtic. Um
1: I think he's supposed to be an inversion maybe of Lug, who's the yeah. great son of, of Celtic gods. He's kind of the golden boy, and Luluk is the exact opposite. He's the dark son of kind of a, a family line and
0: stuff like that. How does everyone not realise he's a baddie? Look at him. Look at the state of Luluk! Look at the state he's of bloody him. bloody purple. With his um, heavy brow. <laughs> it just reeks
1: of uh, spoiled rotten apples and barrels kind yeah. of vibes. Yeah, but Although look.
0: He does get a tragic backstory, and it does all turn out to be... You know the the chickens have come home to roost.
1: Yeah, a little bit. That's what I mean. It's interesting to see those long lineage kind of sins of the father, or, or rather sins of a king, kind of come back and haunt things. There's some. There's. Uh, I enjoy the kind of play on the child king vibe. Yeah, where the woman has to sit her son, who is effectively the king, on mm-hmm. her knee, and make him give judgments out of the island of Barra. Terrible system for monarchy.
0: Terrible, but I think quite common.
1: Yeah, quite uh, at that time, anyway. Uh, although looking at Prince William, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a way of being king. Uh, 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 he's never going to be king. None of them are going to be kings, Michael. The, the monarchy is about two Look, breaths ben, away in a scandal.
0: What? What is this? The bloody monarchy hour? We're Anti-monarchy talking about con- hour? Michael. Talking about bloody comic um,
1: books I quite enjoy this comic. It's a slow burn. It's a, a slow bit. burn. He enjoys a long rambling issue. Um, <laughs> he's very sparing with the information that we're given. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's good at building tension. I was intrigued to see how it ends. And I've picked up volume two and have ordered volume three now as we speak. Um, I'm a fan of the comic. I don't know how you feel about it, Michael. I, uh,
0: here's, I'll here's. i tell you about my journey, Ben. My what? hero's journey. I sat down and I read approximately what I thought was the first issue. Now, it turns out I was probably wrong because I thought this was a collection of about ten issues. Mm-mm. But that just goes to show you that's my own bloody prejudices. It's comic prejudice, Michael. Yeah. you
1: You have assumed... Exactly. A comic
0: of such, so, such girth, Michael. So, I assumed that when he finished dealing with the bloody sea monster, that was the end of the first issue. Nope. But obviously, it wasn't. Nope. It was though, because look, there's a bloody, there's a bloody break in between them. There is. It's true. Are there breaks in between? The I issues? think that
1: was maybe a pilot issue, perhaps. Right. Well, okay. again, they're quarterly, Michael. So you know, they're very far, few and far between.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, look, I read the first issue and I thought, that's pretty good. It was all right. A nice little one-off comic. Um, I've read quite a few comics set in this kind of barbarian olden times recently. Um, And a lot of them kind of start similarly with the hero facing off against the monster. So, I mean, the art style is good. I really enjoyed the art. There was a lot of onomatopoeia. Which was nice. I called it onomatopoeia the comic in my head. <laughs> so, and um, you know, I was I was a little, and on, honestly, maybe it's my lack of intelligence, but I was a little bit distracted by the sounds in my head going boing, boing, fluff, chop. <laughs> it's not a lack of intelligence. Michael, I, it's your childlike wonder. I think I was mouthing them. It's your childlike wonder. <laughs> I think wonder. I was
1: mouthing well, the. That's what, you know, that's probably the way it's intended to be read, Michael. Like it's a choice, and it's fun
0: to. <laughs> There's a lot of onomatopoeia. It does, uh, it does, up. it does die down a bit. Actually, I noticed. He was
1: hand lettering all that And it was taking him about four hours extra Splish, bosh The reason for that is It was taking him four hours An issue to finish the lettering In a hand lettering style Okay Um, His wife is now the letterer Snatch His wife is now the letterer For most things
0: Um, And then Agatha the Blue Witch Starts providing some of the onomatopoeia Yeah When she's going jump,
1: jump, ox leap one of one of my favorite sequences in this comic is the conversation she has with the skull in the the strange kind of torture chamber. I was going to
0: get to that in a minute. Um, um go on. So yeah, so initially Ben, I I enjoyed it, but I wasn't Blown eager away. to sit down and read through the whole thing. Okay, I thought this is something I'll read bit by bit over a couple of weeks because they're unconnected stories of a barbarian going on adventures. Nope. And I got about halfway through it, Ben, and then I I by the time I realized I was halfway through it, I'd finished it. Oh good Because it all Really Picks up some steam I don't think Picks up some steam Is a fair way to say it Because it's better than Just picking up steam It ties together It does you, And it might be part of The kind of In media res Thing where you're going What's going on here What's this Who's this guy Who's this Lugluck He looks like a bit of a prick And then It all starts tying together You see the flashbacks And you're like Who's What's this oh, now right, yeah. like, it's Whose story is it's this It's Lugluck We actually learn More about Lugluck the character, than the about look. L- no, I'm saying Why look you saying I look know look? I'm saying it
1: wrong for the, the ladies and gentlemen at home who you didn't clarify that for. It's not a new character. Yeah, no, it's, it's Lugaluck look look, look.
0: the bad egg. Uh, we learn a lot more about Lugaluck as a character than we do about Headlopper as a character. Lugaluk is force a l- nature, baby. Lookalook is the most developed character in the bloody thing, mm-hmm. and it's actually quite a good start to finish or it doesn't need more. Oh, I'm so glad Michael. You had me worried at the
1: start I of this know, podcast. I know, I didn't know Michael was winding that. me up the start going. This was it. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to going uh, to give you a hard time I'm on this get, podcast. No,
0: but it, no it's it's very very good. It it it's not instantly apparent how good it is mm. is what I would say. I
1: think for a one man scripted and written drawn Gig, yeah, some of the best I've seen. Very much in the tradition of Mike McNola. I wouldn't be surprised if you went to Andrew McLean's house and saw a little Mike McNola shrine. Yeah, his, um, some of his hair. It wouldn't fuck me. What little he has left, yes. Is Mike uh, McNola uh, a bald he's, man? He's a balding man.
0: Oh no, Mike. I know what you been, I know what he's got like. plenty
1: of money, Michael. You don't have to feel sorry for him. Does it's he? fine Is He makes lot a lot of. He, he makes a lot of money off licensing. Um, licensing. There's a series of beers out in America using his characters. Hmm. Craft beers that are very popular. Um, the movies pay quite a bit, I think. Every time they is they there buy a headlopper
0: the action figure I could purchase? I think there probably is. I'll try and find it. Ben, here's a question for you, and I know be, you haven't there? researched this, so I'm springing it on you a little. You go bit. on. How heavily based on mythology is this? Um, so it's using tropes for mythology far more than. Actual.
1: Actual mythology. I think it also borrows quite heavily from the Victorian tropes that we've seen um, of fictional worlds. Go on. Your John Carter of Mars. Right. Your Lord of the Rings isn't Victorian, I know, but uh, your H. Rider Haggard kind of gigs. Um, in terms of the Bat People, yeah, that's just a classic fantasy trope that came from your kind of Edgar Rice Burroughs, um, the Bat People of the amazon things the like bat that people of they, the lower hebrides the real victorian era kind of speciesism kind of gig um it, that kind of thing is all there the sorcerer tropes we find the island the island trope the concept of a, a sorcerer being trapped in an island is straight from king arthur right um except in it's an inversion of that again the lady of the lake is trapped in in one lake in particular um and she's bound to that lake and things like that. So we've seen that trope a million times in, in things like King Arthur and things like that. It's very, as you pointed out, Scottish-English based in this run. Um, oh. There's a little bit of African mythology that creeps in there. A little bit. Um, with female protagonists yeah. that enters in. Um, she becomes much more popular in, C- in issues two. Um, and he kind of explores different mythologies as he goes along. But this one is centrally British Isles. Or um, Scotland. Or Scotland. Um, in what it does as we go along. Uh, Luluk is a traditional barbarian kind of character. No, no, sorry. Luluk is a traditional kind of Sheriff of Nottingham style character that yeah, we spoke the, about. The evil steward. The corrupt steward. Yeah, yeah exactly. We always have them. Um, we've got some Robin Hood stuff going on. Do we? Uh, that's what I mean in the evil steward Oh, sense. the evil steward. Um, we have Nim, who's the bizarre little um, Trixie, Leprechaun style character. Yeah. He's kind of a pixie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mischief of that kind of thing we've seen before in other things that we've covered here in the podcast he's like a spriggan or a, a pixie or a, a little prick basically Spriggin. Um, a spri- spriggan it's a spriggan <sighs> yeah the witch that he carries around a big evil witch on a mountain uh, is a classic kind of thing she's mm-hmm. actually goblin based which we find out in volume 3 up uh, Ben go along.
0: it doesn't matter, you don't Michael. spoil things based on future Volumes. That's what anyway, the conjures. heavily
1: uh, British, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, Welsh
0: stuff. Every now and then, there's a an oddly modern twist, which is what I where I was to go. For example, the two green witches. Yes, the strange creatures. The that strange have creatures who try and kidnap him and feed him to a weird scorpion. A jewel. very adventure timey scorpion.
1: Yeah, but it's also like straight out of Conan from the eighties. Like it's a real like. Uh, Ray what's uh, Ray Harryhausen ha- Ray Harryhausen kind of like
0: I don't know if Ray Harryhausen would have such a smiley face on Can the imagine, tail though? though it was bizarre wasn't it <laughs> really twisted yeah
1: um, I really enjoy that sequence but I remember I distinctly remember reading it and going
0: what is this what's this where thing where did this come from somebody kill that thing <laughs> um, yeah. it's very grotesque but those two sisters have an addiction problem yeah, and they've We're, turned to they've turned to evil essentially to feed their addiction. to feed their addiction problem because one of them's addicted to drugs. Yeah, it's, a, it's magic a, pixie it's drugs. magic pixie drugs, but yeah. it's just just meth. Yeah. It's just meth they smoke yeah. it through a pipe, Michael. They smoke it through a pipe and then yeah. they disappear. They'll probably be back. Also, there's some especially from Agatha the blue witch, there's some very modern dialogue. She's a
1: very modern creature. But I mean uh, Agatha is I think the comedic relief all throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the interesting things that Andrew McLean said about this is that he always has a little word file yeah. of jokes that he would give to Agatha. And what he originally wanted to do was make a series of, like little mini comics yeah. of Agatha just having conversations with things or with herself. Yeah. Because she kind of narrates Norgle's life because he doesn't a weird say part. a lot. He doesn't say a lot. And she's very modern. But she's placed as this bizarre creature that nobody understands. Mm-hmm. We're not really sure. Why Agatha exists as she does. It, it's very unclear how powerful she is, um, what exactly she is. And she's kind of like a moxie 1950s.
0: There's some of that stuff. Yeah. Right,
1: yeah. Um, and he said that this word file that he keeps. He realized that he'd never have time to make this miniseries. So what he does now is, if he doesn't think the issue has enough humor in it or something like that, he'll go to the word file, he'll pick something out, and he'll stick it in the comic. Stick in a little scene. And as I said earlier, she has this great interaction with a skull, <laughs> where it just she just talks to him and, and basically. It, Talks the ear off the poor skull, yeah, um, and we think it's just a skull until there's a little end credit little joke, stinger and it turns out hurtful. Uh, he talks, yeah, he just says hurtful, yeah, um, and it's hilarious. It's it's a great little comic. Um, I really enjoy it. I think again, probably the humor that Andrew McLean has found there is some of the humor that we would see in Hellboy, where Hellboy makes those comments, but he's given that to to Agatha the Blue Witch. Um, I really enjoy the comic, Michael. I think it's a, a very well put together piece, um. It's heavily influenced by several things that we've looked at over the years, but it's a nice distilling of, I think, some of the things that you and I really enjoy about standalone
0: comics or in world comics and fantasy, especially. Um, yeah, it's pretty great, Michael. Even a little bit of a bit of Lovecraftian horror in the summoning of the monster from the deep and the sacrifices of the virgins and the whatnot. Yes,
1: there is there is some Lovecraftian elements. They they pop up again, Michael. You'll enjoy. I'll give don't do bloody spoilers. I'll give you I will leap across you you this table. Oh, sh-
0: I will ox sleep across this table. Settle and down. sever your head from your body, Michael. Settle down. <laughs> Jesus. I wonder, is this sword magic? What's sword magic? He's, does he have a magic sword or is it just a normal sword? I don't think he does. I think he's just a lopper of heads. He's just a normal sword. he can do it whatever you give him. Just chop off someone's head. Yeah. Ben, if people like this, what else should they read? Uh,
1: I think one of the things that we've watched Or lyrical, watch or see. Or watch or see. But we've covered a couple of them here already. Hellboy is your obvious choice, Michael. Mm-hmm check them out. Um, If you like the episodic nature of the first couple of issues in this, um, then The Chain Coffin and Weird Tales would be a nice little collection of Hellboy to pick up if you're not familiar with the character, if you want to jump in. Mm -hmm. Weird Tales is a great little collection of, it's a little anthology of one-shots that Hellboy has done over the years. If you enjoy the longer uh, epic of Hellboy, Get in there on the ground floor. Go do your Seeds of Destruction. If you're not interested in Nazis and you want to focus on some more Arthurian folklore, go for The Wild Hunt from Hellboy. (laughs) Or check out the little mini-series that he did called uh, Kozichai the Deathless, where he looks at one of the characters that pops up. It's a little Baba Yaga epic that crawls through from the Hellboy universe. If you enjoy the bizarre character design, the the nice colour palette, Samurai Jack's Your Man, check out the original Cartoon Network Samurai Jack series. Don't go for the Adult Swim thing. Watch the first three uh, seasons. No, watch the first four seasons, and then go for season five of Samurai Jack. Because you don't want to jump into Adult Swim without seeing the original first.
0: Good advice, Ben. Like
1: if I you're see. into a more comic booky thing, more mainstreamy, the Conan the Barbarian series from Marvel Comics at the moment. Is it Marvel? It yeah, it Marvel. is Marvel. It's spectacular. Uh, by bit. Jeff Lemire.
0: Bloody fantastic! Yeah, it's Bloody fantastic! The best comic on the shelves, in my opinion, I possibly. Possibly. And, you know, it shares some themes with this of a wandering barbarian uh, going against some sort of demonic lovecraftian almost force. Bloody great. Um,
1: if you're into the minimalist style that he's done, Andrew McLean's other work, Apocalyptic Girl, for Dark Horse is great. Lovely little comic. Lovely little comic to get into. Um, how about yourself, Michael?
0: Anything that you would pitch? I was going to say Conan. To I was going to say Samurai Jack. I was going to say... Yeah, you, you stole a lot of my thunder there. That's awesome. I was going to say... Yeah that was pretty much it. Uh, Throughout reading this I always had a funny feeling in the back of my head that I've seen a kind of similar character dynamic with the strong and silent type with a kind of mouthy prisoner. Yeah. kind of character I, I I thought I'd seen that somewhere before maybe I haven't and this is just so good that it's it, one of those things that makes you go oh this is like um, uh, um it's just a great dynamic but it's just a very good dynamic yeah. I'm sure someone else might be able to point out if, if there's been a similar dynamic before where let one of us the let us know
1: ladies and gentlemen which brings us to the wrap up ladies and gentlemen if you uh, do you want to keep going no no <laughs>
0: I thought you were... I was finished. I thought you were segwaying. Oh, go on
1: then. I'm after hurting Michael's feelings, ladies and gentlemen. If you or anyone you know knows how I could maybe make it up to Michael, <laughs> you can leave us a comment down below. Have you read Head Lopper? Um, do you enjoy the meaty, chunky nature of such a hefty tome? Um, Michael touched his nipples while I said that. It made me very uncomfortable. Yes, I did. Um Do you have anything else that reminds you of, like Michael said? Uh, did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? What? did what's, you take wrong with you? from this lovely hefty tome hefty um, Andrew McLean gave us a little like on our Instagram and he gave us a little comment the last time that we pitched it here's hoping he does it again hi Andrew if you're listening uh, thanks for making a great comic um, it's bloody good ladies and gentlemen this is one of the ones that you should definitely support go out and buy it in physical form it's a beautiful book it has a lot of concept sketches and fan art at the back it's red um, it's really nicely put together and um, and it's quite reasonably priced, as are all Image Comics. Because Image do great comics. <laughs> ben, this
0: podcast isn't sponsored by Image oh, Comics. Oh,
1: if I have my way, Michael. If I have my way. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you thought of it down below. If you have any suggestions for comics that What's you'd like next? to see covered on Galactic Issues, because we're we just don't plan this one. As no, well we really as we don't, should. do we? Um, but check out our other episodes if you want
0: to hear more. Um, and let us know what we should be covering next. I would like to talk about the first volume of the new Jeff Newell Conan soon. In, in that but case maybe not next week Next week we're two we don't want to do two barbarians we don't want to do two barbarians in a row two we'll in a be row. talking about the same thing. little
1: barbarians all in a row is a little known might song
0: what 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 did we talk about last time uh, Sarah Sar- oh yeah, so we Sar- went war. We might do a superhero. Uh, Lopper, we're going to have to do a superhero at some superhero, point.
1: Yeah. Um, so we we'll look at we'll look up a good superhero. Yeah, we'll look up we'll or a bad on one. Let's, a do bad su- bad let's, let's do one a real bad one again. Bad superhero comic yeah, let's like Bloodshot. Um, Bloodshot has been rebooted again, by the way. Um, oh, very good. In an interesting twist of fate. That's it from us for this week, guys. Yeah. Bye. Have to tell the website. Oh, sorry, Seanrabug.com dot g.com dot com. Means tiny room in Irish. Means tiny room in Irish. You can get in touch with us and keep in touch with all the content that we do because we have another podcast coming michael and benjamin's podcast we cover all things pop culture every monday (gasps) bye